Fairy Tales for Adeline. Good morning, Adeline. Hello, children. Today I'm telling you a very famous fairy tale from my childhood. Of course, it's much older, but I can still remember very well how my mother read it to me. The fairy tale is about an emperor who is only interested in his clothes. He is so obsessed that he is easily fooled by two swindlers, and in the end, the swindlers fool the entire city. Only a little innocent child can uncover the lie and everyone can see how blind they have been. Hans Christian Andersen wrote the fairy tale in 1837. He came from Denmark. Are you looking forward for the fairy tale? Then sit back and listen for yourself. The Emperor's New Suit Many, many years ago lived an emperor who thought so much of new clothes that he spent all his money in order to obtain them. His only ambition was to be always well dressed. He did not care for his soldiers and the Theodora did not amuse him. The only thing, in fact, he thought anything of was to drive out and show a new suit of clothes. He had a coat for every hour of the day. And as one would say of a king, he is in his cabinet, so one could say of him, the imperial is in his dressing room. The great city where he resided was very busy. Every day many strangers from all parts of the world arrived. One day two swindlers came to the city. They made people believe that they were weavers and declared they could manufacture the finest clothes to be imagined. Their colors and pattern, they said, were not only exceptionally beautiful, but the clothes are made of their material preceded the wonderful quality of being invisible to any man who was unfit for his office or very stupid. That must be wonderful clothes, thought the emperor. If I were to be dressed in a suit made of this cloth, I should be able to find out which men in my empire were unfit for their places and I could distinguish the clever from the stupid. I must have this clothes woven for me without delay. And he gave a large sum of money to the swindlers. In advance that they should set to work without any loss of time. They set up two looms and pretended to be very hard at work, but they did nothing whatever on the looms. They asked for the finest silk and the most expensive gold cloth. All they got they did away with and worked at the empty looms till late at night. I should very much like to know how they are getting on with the cloth, thought the Empero. But he felt rather uneasy when he remembered that he, who was not fit for his office, could not see it. Personally he was of opinion that he had nothing to fear, yet he thought it advisable to send someone else first to see how matters stood. Everybody in the town knew what a remarkable quality the stuff proceeded, 
and all were looking forward to see how bad or stupid their neighbors were. I shall send my honest old minister to the weavers, thought the emperor. He can judge best how the stuff looks, for he is intelligent and nobody understands his office better than he. The good old minister went into the room where the swindlers sat before the empty looms. Heaven preserve us, he thought, and opened his eyes wide. I cannot see anything at all, but he did not say so. Both swindlers requested him to come near and ask him if he did not admire the exquisite pattern and the beautiful colors pointing to the empty looms. The poor old minister tried his very best, but he could not see, for there was nothing to be seen. Oh dear, he thought, can I be so stupid? I should never have thought so, and nobody must know it. It is possible that I am not fit for my office? No, no. I cannot say that I was unable to see the cloth. Now, have you got nothing to say? said one of the swindlers, while he pretended to be busily weaving. Oh, it is very pretty, extremely beautiful, replied the old minister, looking through his glasses. What a beautiful pattern, what brilliant colors. I shall tell the emperor that I like the cloth very much. We are pleased to hear that, said the two weavers, and described to him the colors and explained the curious pattern. The old minister listened attentively that he might relate to the emperor what they said. So he did. Now the swindlers asked for more money, silk and gold cloth which they required for weaving. They kept everything for themselves, and not a thread came near the loom, but they continued to work at the empty looms. Soon afterwards the Imperial sent another harnessed courtier to the weavers to see how they were getting on, and if the clothes was nearly finished. Like the old minister, they looked and looked but could not see nothing as there was nothing to be seen. Is this not a beautiful piece of cloth? asked the two swindlers, showing and explaining the magnificent pattern which, however, did not exist. I am not stupid, said the man. It is therefore my good appointment for which I am not fit. It is very strange. But I must not let anyone know it. And he praised the cloth, which he did not see, and expressed his joy at the beautiful colors and the fine pattern. It is very excellent, he said to the Imperial. Everybody in the whole town talked about the precious clothes. At last, the Imperial wished to see it himself, while it was still on the loom. With a number of courtiers, including the two who had already been there, he went to the two clever swindlers, who now worked as hard as they could, but without using any threat. Is it not magnificent? 
said the two old statesmen who had been there before. Your majesty must admit the colors and the pattern. And then they pointed to the empty looms, for they imagined the others could see the clothes. What is this? thought the emperor. I do not see anything at all. That is terrible. Am I stupid? Am I unfit to be emperor? That would indeed be the most dreadful thing that could happen to me. Really, he said. Turning to the weavers, your clothes has our most gracious approval. And nodding contentedly, he looked at the empty looms, for he did not like to say that he saw nothing. All these attendants who were with him looked and looked, and although they could not see anything more than the others, they said like the imperial. It is very beautiful, and all advised him to wear the new magnificent clothes at the great procession which was soon to take place. It is magnificent, beautiful, excellent, one heard them say. Everybody seems to be delighted, and the imperial appointed to the two swindlers imperial court weavers. The whole night previous to the day on which the procession was to take place, the swindlers pretended to work, and burned more than sixteen candles. People should see that they were busy to finish the imperial's new suit. They pretended to take the clothes from the loom, and worked about in the air with big scissors, and sewed with needles without thread. And said at last, "The imperial's new suit is ready now." The imperial and all his baroons. Then they came to the hall. The swindlers held their arm up. The swindlers held their arms up, if they held something in their hands, and said, "These are the trousers. These are the coat, and here is the cloak." And so on. They are all as light as a cobweb, and one must feel as it if one had nothing at all upon the body. But that is just the beauty of them. Indeed, said all the courtiers. But they could not see anything, for there was nothing to be seen. Does it please your majesty now to undress? Said the swindlers. That we may assist your majesty in putting on the new suit before the large looking glass, the imperial undressed, and the swindlers pretended to put the new suit upon him, one piece after another, and the imperial looked at himself in the glass from every side. Oh, how well they look! How well they fit! Said all. What a beautiful pattern! What fine colors! That is a magnificent suit of clothes. The master of the ceremonies announced that the bearers of the canopy, which was to be carried in the procession, were ready. I am ready," said the emperor. "Does not my suit fit me marvelously?" 
Then he turned once more to the looking glasses that people should think he admitted his garments. The chamberlains, who were to carry the train, stretched their hands to the ground as if they lifted up a train and pretended to hold something in their hands. They did not like people to know that they could not see anything. The Imperial marched in the procession under the beautiful canopy, and all who saw him in the street and out of the windows exclaimed, Indeed, the Imperial's new suit is incomparable. What a long train he has, how well it fits him. Nobody wished to let others know he saw nothing, for then he would have been unfit for his office or too stupid. Never Imperial's clothes were more admitted. But he has nothing on at all, said a little child at last. God heavens, listen to the voice of an innocent child, said the father. And one whispered to the other what the child had said. But he has nothing on at all, cried at last the whole people. That made a deep impression upon the Imperial for it seems to him that they were right. But he thought to himself, now I must bear up to the end. And the chamberlains walked with still greater dignity as if they carried the train which did not exist. Did you like this fairy tale? Did you notice how quickly the emperor was deceived by the swindlers? And all because he was too vain and didn't want to admit that he saw nothing on the looms. That's pretty stupid, or what do you think? If you like, come back to the next story. I look forward to y'all. Bye bye.